Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and went to live in Capernaum by the sea, in the region of Nebula and Naphtali, that what had been said through the Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, the way to the sea. Beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sit in darkness have seen a great light. On those dwelling in the land overshadowed by death, light has arisen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He was walking by the Sea of Galilee. He saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, Come after me. I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. He went around all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and curing every disease and illness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus is walking along and he sees two disciples, fishermen, and he calls them and they follow Then he goes a little further and he sees two guys in their boats mending the nets. He calls them and they follow. But the question is this. Why doesn't he just call the second group uh, fishermen? Because that's what they are. Why does he have to mention the fact that they were mending their nets? I'm glad you're wondering the same thing too. Because the reason why is because Jesus is looking for two skill sets for his church. One, to catch the fish The other is to not lose the fish after you catch the fish. So what happens when you catch a fish in a net? What what does the fish do in the net? Well, it wiggles around, right? Oh, that's what you think it's doing. But really what the fish is doing is it's taking its sharp fins and hacksawing a hole in the bottom of the net so it can wiggle out and escape. So what good is it if you find the fish and then you catch the fish, and then you haul the fish out of the water, and all the fish escape out of the little hole at the bottom of the net. What good is that? So Jesus calls two skill sets. One, so that you can get the fish, and then so you don't lose the fish after you catch the fish. I bumped into a priest friend of mine during the clergy sex abuse scandal years ago, and I asked him, how, how are you getting through all of this? And he said to me, it's discouraging. It's disheartening. I worked hard in my parish to build it up. I remodeled the church. I put in place a great choir for the liturgies. 
And then they worked hard at putting together an educational program, not only for the kids, but also for the adults of the RCAA program. I spent extra time with people, especially when they're in crisis with their families. And now half of them don't even come anymore. So what good is it is to draw all these people into your church through your goodness and through your generosity and your goodwill, only to lose half of them? And that's exactly the point that the Lord is making here in the gospel. He's looking for two skill sets in us. Not just catching and bringing in the people with our goodness, but also so that we don't lose them when we get them. So Paul's writing to the Corinthians in the letter that we just heard. Let me tell you a little bit about Corinth. Corinth is one of those unique cities that has a sea, a large body of water, on the east side of the city, and another sea, large body of water, on the west side of the city. So the plan was to build a canal in order to connect one body of water with the other body of water so the sailors can come and take a shortcut, and it will save them at least a week of going all the way around the Greek peninsula, which can be a navigational nightmare. Well, anyway, the canal never happened, but that didn't stop sailors from stopping in the Corinth, dragging their boat across the land, which wasn't that far, to the other side, and then at least it would save him him the seven days of traveling around through this nightmare of 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 a navigational problem. So when they get to, so so Corinth is really the crossroads of the Roman Empire. Everybody converges on Corinth. It's smack dab in the middle of the Roman Empire. So Paul, being very smart as he is, builds a church at the crossroads of the Roman Empire where where people converge from all over. So now he has a church with people from all over the place and now apparently, according to the letter, they have disagreements, they have factions, and so Paul sees that there's a lot of disunity. So he addresses this disunity, and what he says is, he tells them in the letter, be united! But that's not the word he uses. The word he uses in the letter is the same word that we just heard in the gospel. Paul says to them, mend your nets! Because the way you become united is when you fix the brokenness. I was on call for the Longwood Hospitals overnight. So I went to bed and I woke up the next morning and I wasn't called to the hospital, which was really nice. So anyway, I went to the phone and I found out why I didn't get called during the night. It's because my cell phone died. I forgot to plug it in and recharge the thing. I found out that the hospital did call me during the night. So I called them back, and, they, and I went in, and I took care of the call. Anyway, the next day, when I wasn't on call, somebody on the staff emailed me this very angry, nasty email, saying that, threatening that they were going to uh, put me on report. They were going to write me up, whatever that means. Now, I could have responded to the email and said, fine, fire me, do me a favor. But see, if I did that... That wouldn't be mending the net, would it? That wouldn't be fixing the brokenness. So I'll tell you how I mended the net. I figured that the reason why I forgot to plug it in is because I'm so tired because going back and forth to the hospital all the time every weekend. So this is what I did. In the afternoon, I took the afternoon off. 
I caught a couple of fish, then I went into the clubhouse, put a couple of logs, extra logs in the fireplace. And then I pulled up the lazy boy, put up my feet, and I took a very, very long nap. After the nap, I went home, and because I was, because I was all refreshed, I remembered to plug in my cell phone. When I did that, I got a call from the hospital. So I said to the hospital, I said, I'll be happy to come in. I went in, now the hospital loves me. My point is this. It's not so hard to mend nets. It's not that hard. In fact, sometimes it can be pretty fun. Here's the faith lesson of the gospel today. We get banged up. Sometimes we get broken. We get bruised. God knows this. That's why God made us to be able to heal quickly. He gave us bodies to be able to heal after we got banged up a bit. And when Jesus comes along and looks for members of his church, what he's looking for is two skills. One, to draw the people in with our goodness, self-sacrifice, our kindness, generosity, goodwill. But then the second skill set is just as important. Mend those nets. Fix brokenness.